Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So it's me talking about stuff that interests me and might interest at least one person out there in the world. This week's podcast, at the time it was recorded, we're talking about running, 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 and more running. There's a lot of running in this one, so if you're not here for anything running based, skip to the end. Um, time management, climbing, running, birthdays, it's all here, it's all here. There's the entertainment stuff, movies, TV, games, the lot. Whew, jam-packed. We should probably get into it then. Before we start, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment, drop reviews and share the podcast around. Right, enough of that, let's get going. So here we go, this is CookieCast. The Darkest Timeline Podcast. Hello. It's probably a really abrupt way to start a podcast. Hi, how are you doing? You alright? Oh man. Yet another example of a point in time where I knew that I had a certain amount of time to do this podcast. And I knew that I needed to have started it basically an hour ago. So, um, but don't worry people. One of the, one of this week's topics of conversation is time management. Um... <sighs> So, um, recently, mm, recently, kind of, there's been there's been a thing coming up recently, um, which um, I'm pretty sure I stole it from somewhere. Not like maliciously. I just, you know, using something that somebody else has used previously, um, and that's the inner bitch. Um, which I imagine as far as terminology goes, in, in nowadays terms, nowadays world, probably can't do that, probably can't say that. Um, but anyway, for argument's sake, um, I'm not sure where I was up to um, last week talking about the journey that um, I've embarked on. Short version is, it's getting up early, and I mean early, and it's doing running, amongst a multitude of other things, um, weight training and, and, and other things that we'll come on to. Um, shortest version uh, is, get up early, run long distance. So, as you, you might guess, you might imagine, you might... You know, um, my inner bitch is not a fan of this new regime. Um, the the person that lives inside me doesn't want to get up early. Loves staying in bed. Absolutely loves staying in bed. Hmm. Pull that doobie up on a cold winter's morning, like it is at the moment. 
you pull it up, you really squeeze it in tight. Oh, it feels so good, like a lovely warm hug. You know what's amazing? When you wake up a minute before your alarm goes off, and that alarm goes off at half past five, because you go, oh God, no. When you went to bed at half twelve and couldn't sleep. Which brings me to another point. Um, something that I don't like and haven't ever liked, but something that like a like a pocket that I used to live in was like dread and fear. And, oh, I don't want to get up tomorrow because I don't want to have to... You know, it goes back as, like, I don't want to have to go to school tomorrow. I don't want to have to go and do this tomorrow, that tomorrow, the other tomorrow. Um, Oh, I haven't done that job. And rather than just getting up and doing it, I'm just going to worry about it. But if I'm not doing it, then I'm doing something else. Um, And this was was years and years and years and years of my life. Until I realised... That's no way to live. So why don't you just do the job now? Do it now. Do it now. Then it's done. You don't have to worry about it. Um, I I used to say that my my laziness made me productive. Um, because I didn't want to have to worry about stuff and, and dread stuff. So an aspect that's not fun about this new regime is... The dread. So I dread getting up early. I dread the alarm not going off. I dread having to get out of bed. Having to get dressed in the dark. Cause I can't put any lights on because I don't want to wake anybody up or disturb anybody or blah, blah, blah. Um, and I, there's been like an aspect where I've had to like prepare a lot of stuff the night before. Oh, I need this for the morning, so I'll put it there. That sort of stuff. Um, the the thought of going out of the door and running a long distance in the dark, where um, you know muggers and werewolves live. Um, so there's a lot of that, and. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of energy to silence that. But what I'm finding is that if I silence it in one way, it just looks for a different way. So I had a morning and I was so I was so annoyed. I'm gonna be honest. I like to be I like to try and be honest where I can. So I'm gonna be honest and take it from there. One of my fears is that I get five miles from home and need the toilet. Take from that what you will. It is what it is. Um, it's a fear of mine. I went out one morning and I was like, okay, I'm out, I'm running, I feel fine, that's okay. So the little voice in my head was like, yeah, but... Didn't, didn't you need the toilet? Like, no, I, I don't think so. When, when's the toilet when I got up? I'm fine. I don't know what you're on about. Mm, yeah, but if you think about it, don't you need the toilet now? 
No. So, you know, a mile ticks past, two miles tick past, three miles tick past. And, and th- this is the entire internal monologue. Do you need the toilet? No, I don't need the toilet. Are you sure you don't need the toilet? Yes, I'm pretty sure I don't need the toilet. I got to a point where I went, oh, well, go in the route that I'm on. I will kind of technically go near the house on the back third slash back quarter of the run. If for any random reason I suddenly decide that I need the toilet, can nip home, pause my run, go to the toilet, back out the door, and back on my way. It's no major issue. So the voice that was controlling this narrative then went, hmm, that's interesting. So what you're saying is you could go home in the middle of, not in the middle, but third third left of your run, go to the toilet. Yes, if, 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 if absolutely necessary, that's the case. And somehow this internal voice managed to grab like a like a nerve or a muscle or a or a something and then it went, well guess what? Yank. You need the toilet. And I went, shit, I need the toilet. So then I had to run home. Like I said, part of the run would have taken me near home. So I had to then take a detour, come home, run in, go to the toilet, which as I, when I got to the toilet, I was like, mm, wasn't that desperate though, was I? Go to the toilet, out the door, and back on to the run. So, there is an aspect of this that really isn't fun. I was out running this morning. This, today has been an absolute disaster. But I was out running this morning. I wasn't that far from home, which doesn't help. I'm running down a hill, which you'd think was, you know, easier. And this was today's attempt. At getting me to give it up. Today's attempt was I don't like this anymore and I don't want to do this anymore. So I should stop doing this. That was that was today's attempt. That was today's inner monologue. That, that was today's what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You don't like running. You don't like this discomfort. You don't like being out here at this time in the pitch black. You don't like the strange people that you see at this time of day. You don't like this, so stop doing it. That was today. And then there's the tiny little voice that goes, you're just being silly. Just just keep on keeping on. Crack on. Get after it. Um, last week's goal was all about the, uh, 
the, the, the app I use for recording my runs um, gives you a variety of different achievements but it will also tell you if you've done the longest or the furthest or the whateverest so got a achievement early last week which was congratulations this is your longest run and I went oh that's interesting because uh, you know in the past I've done 10ks which I've recorded on that app so that means that I've done more than 10k I knew that because it was more than 10k miles whatever Instantly, instantly, my mind went, that's the new challenge. The new challenge is that from now on, every day that you go out the door, you go out to run, every day that app needs to say, congratulations, this was your longest run. I was like, that is, that is, that, that's easy, that is. Because if it's seven miles today, and I do 7.1 miles tomorrow, guess what? Getting that achievement. So, there was a day last week, Thursday maybe, uh, I ran 8.11 miles. And got the achievement of, this is your fastest run. I'd made a decision on Friday that with a park run coming up on Saturday and I'm always trying to get the personal best for the park run and all this other that I would have a quote unquote recovery run which meant I knew I wasn't getting that achievement because it was going to be a shorter distance just get out there get 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 a few miles under the belt, under the belt, pound the pavement, back home. No, no dramas, no issues, no problems. There was a point where part of me wanted to take a turning to make it longer. I was like, oh, if I just nip out here, I can add an extra half a mile. Because all I was trying, all I was aiming for was five k, so I went on my five k route. I was like, ah, oh, I could just nip out here and add an extra half a mile on. Get it closer to four miles. That's fine, isn't it? That's still, still recovery. And I had to fight the urge to do that. I'm like, no, here for a reason. This is supposed to be a recovery run. We're just doing 5K. No worries. And even that, I was like, this is weird. Why am I looking to make this run longer? Um, I did 8.1, I still haven't reached the, um, the coveted at this point in time breaking point, um, had a whole, uh, whole distance set to do today, uh, we'll talk about how that went in a bit, uh, so yes, a bit, a bit of a strange, strange time at the moment. Um, I'd, pro I'd probably want to say that I'm not overly having a lot of fun at the moment but it's kind of also a bit weird 
at the same time hard to explain um, it was my daughter's birthday last week middle daughter's birthday last week um, but th this is kind of an update to something that I talked about previously um, to do with presents presents um, got her a series of presents for her birthday did, used best judgment where I could um, you know this went down well at Christmas so you know rinse and repeat um, oh you know this is something that, that she likes anyway get that um, oh you know she might like this oh this is an activity loads of clothes you know birthdays and Christmas great opportunity to kick your children's wardrobes out and that was that so for the amount of time that I actually saw her for a birthday saw her a little bit on her birthday and then we had the weekend it was like a right we need to try and fit in you actually opening your presents which um, just managed to sort of just managed to do before bed on Saturday um, so that was that managed, actually managed to do it which was good um, and that's, that's, that's that done um, but it's strange <sighs> because like I was saying previously my middle daughter doesn't really have any interest in presents which as a parent leaves you in a bit of a predicament because you know birthdays and Christmas and, and, and various other times that's kind of what you do as a parent you buy presents um, so she opened all of her presents wasn't really interested in any of them um but you know you could say well maybe they just weren't right the right gifts maybe they weren't the right presents for her maybe they weren't things that she wanted maybe they, you know a multitude of different things that you could say but i bought stuff that she asked for i'd like this for my birthday okay well that's good because i've already bought it so you know win-win and then just just doesn't doesn't have any interest in them past the point of opening them and you know there are these all these sorts of psychological reasons why this is and i understand those psychological reasons ultimately she is looking for something different in life that's not going to be in some wrapping paper um but <laughs> i said this previously on a different podcast i was like it's kind of like a, almost like a contract. It is my birthday. You will buy me a gift. Yes, I, I will do that. I bought you a gift. Here you go. Okay, cool. I opened this gift. I have no interest in this gift. Uh, okay. Now what? And she gets a lot from a lot of other things. Um, you know, very imaginative and stuff like that. So but there is a part of me that is in a weird way feels like I'm 
like failing as a parent because my daughter doesn't want any birthday presents and that's not that sounds that makes it sound different if i said to her oh well i didn't really think you wanted anything so i didn't buy you anything that would make me a monster But it's also kind of the truth. <laughs> this is this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm trying to get at. This is the problem. <laughs> this is the issue. If you don't buy your, your child a birthday present, you're a monster. If the same child is not interested in something that you buy them... <laughs> right. Very... Very difficult, very complicated. We did, we did some nice activities. We did a lot of activities at the weekend. Um, birthday activities and things like that. And she enjoyed those activities. So maybe maybe that's... Maybe that's what we should take away from this. Um, I've written more running stuff in the, not, in, in the section that's not about running. Um... Going back to what I was saying, like I haven't reached that that coveted breaking point, um, but what I, I what I have got now is every time I go out to do a run, I come back and I'm like it wasn't far enough. Um, somebody had suggested something to me today about running somewhere. They're like, oh, you could run there. Oh, excuse me. Like, oh, you could run there. And my flippant response was, I'd love to, but it's not far enough stuff like that um so uh, one of the birthday activities we were doing um we went to the climbing wall the climbing place now this is somewhere that we used to go years ago, years and years ago. I said to the guy who I was getting, like, getting us all booked in with, I was like, my eldest used to come in years ago. My middle daughter, she also used to come. She probably didn't do any climbing because she was in the sling. So that shows how many years ago it was that we used to go. It's changed a lot since then, but we went. So I was like, look, these guys want to do some climbing. Um, I've got... Uh, podcast alum Edward was there um, and myself to supervise what do I need to do to be able to supervise and the guy's like okay you would need to do an induction it's like that's not ideal he's like look I can, I can whiz you through the induction 20 minutes are you looking to climb I said to him sir I am a very large man I'm also very old. Climbing is not the thing I should be doing with my time. So I am good, thanks. He was like, that's fine. No worries. You still need to do the induction so you can supervise. That's okay. I was like, cool. Let me go and um, sort sort the children. I'll come back and we'll do this induction. He was like, you need to fill some forms in anyway. So I went off with the iPad thing and I was doing the forms. and Everything was going great. And when I returned... With all the forms completed, he went, what shoe size are you? I was like, I'm sorry, what? What shoe size are you? Um, 
I was like, oh, maybe I need to wear the shoes to go around. He's like, because you'll need some shoes because you need to do a little bit of climbing. Like, pretty sure I said I didn't want to do any climbing. I wasn't here to do any climbing. I'm just here to supervise. I'm like, whatever, give me some 12s. So he gave me some 12s. He's like, right, let's 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 go and do the induction. And he was like, this is this, this is that, this is the other. This is a wall. This is a thing to hold on. This And this is how you do this. Let me demonstrate. Okay, I'm cool with this. I'm on board. It was like, we do need to see you do some of the climbing so that we know you understand it. I was like, you son of a bitch. I was like, okay, what, what do I need to do? He's like, use this colour and, and go across. I was like, okay. So I did my best. And he's like, right, let's go through some other stuff. I was like, okay, cool. And he's like, right, um, you need to also uh, go up. So I need you to climb up this wall. And I'm like, what? What happened to the, you don't have to do any climbing if you don't want to? This was the point in time that I realised that this had actually turned into a hard sell. So here's the thing. Here's what I worked out. Um, a small child probably doesn't generate a lot of climbing because climbing is designed for, for people of a certain size. You need to be able to reach and hold and grab and do things. And you can only achieve that when you are a particular size, particular height, particular build. Children... Small children do not generate climbing money. I.e., they're probably going to do it once. They're probably going to realise it's not all that much fun when you can't do half of it, two-thirds of it, three-quarters of it, and they're never going to come back. Money out the door. Parent goes, well, I'm not taking you to that climbing place if you're not going to do the climbing, and that business is lost. However, adults, they do do climbing. They have got the reach and they're probably a lot, there's probably a lot in there for them. So that's where the money is. This guy, we can get him in once a week, twice a week, three times a week at 10 whatever pound a throw, 10, 12, 15. He's going to buy coffee when he's here. Look at this guy. This guy likes coffee. He's going to buy coffee while he's here. It's money in the till, it's money in the bank. So I realised, once we reached a certain point, that it was like part hard sell, part like cult indoctrination. I was like, what? what's going on? What's happening here? Um, you'll be pleased to know that when I went so far up the wall, he was asking me to do something. I was like, I can't do that so i did what any normal human being would do and i faked a kind of fall and came down um, what was cool was did manage to twinge my back and hurt my knee so i was you know big big thumbs up on that one um but it did allow me the opportunity to I was going to say sponsor, to supervise my children climbing. 
Now, as I said, my eldest, she's she's a, she's done the climbing before, but it was years ago. She was small. She is now not as small. And for for one of a better way of putting it, she absolutely loved it. Like like it it ignited a fire deep inside her. It was like, where have you been all my life kind of thing. She was already talking about buying her own shoes. Because when she used to go when she was little, she had shoes and things like that. I love stuff like that. As a parent, I love stuff like that. Whenever my children show any interest in anything, I'm like, yes, let's do that. My middle daughter enjoyed it very much. However, my middle daughter is completely um, controlled by fear. Um, so the moment she got more than two holds off the ground, she became afraid. Um, but there's that aspect of saying, look, if you just reach out to grab that hold there, you'll have done one more than you did last time. It's an improvement. I'm here if you need me to catch you or to bring you down off the wall or or anything like that. Um, so we did that a few times, and she did when when she was like, "I want to come down." It's like, but you could just reach that one there with your hand and be further. And to give her a juice, she did that. Um, she enjoyed it. The youngest daughter, who I honestly. Of the three of them were like, she is not going to enjoy this. She's not going to be able to do any of it. She's not going to be able to reach for the holds. She just, there's not a lot here for her. She enjoyed it. She thoroughly enjoyed it. They all loved it. Uh, they all loved seeing uh, seeing Edward. And they enjoy his, his company. Um... It was it was a great time all in all. As it was, uh, I had a spot of lunch, and then it was time to go off to the cinema, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, but <laughs> there's one thing that I haven't mentioned. Um, all four of us needed shoes. Shoe rental. There was an induction. There was four people climbing. The guy was like, keep hold of your shoes because in between them climbing, you can have a climb if you want. There was there was a hard sell aspect involved here. Um, they gave us this liquid chalk, which I've never seen before, but it's like, like a gloopy liquid. You pour it on your hand, you rub it in, and it turns into chalk. I was like, that is cool. And the kids enjoyed that. Anything like that's fun and cool or whatever. Having filled in all the forms, the guy gave me like a key fob thing and you just scan it, he took my picture, he did all of that. And he was like, right, so that's four climbs, an induction, four lots of shoe hire. It was a fifty pound <laughs> It was a fifty pound activity. When he said it, 
when he said the amount, I went, I nearly went, I'm sorry, what? I felt my eyes start to water. <laughs> I felt my eyes start to water. The prospect of having to spend 50 pounds. I am uh, I am a tight Yorkshireman. In, in hindsight, when I went back and looked up how much it costs, it's like £7.50 to climb and there are no age sort of ranges around that. It's £2.50 to hire some shoes. That aspect and that side of it, you kind of go, I mean, what else, you know, I don't want to be the, the guy that keeps coming back to the same thing, but what else can you do for a tenner these days? And I was saying... If, if we hadn't have had to leave after lunch, they'd have had their lunch and got straight back at it. So, one of those things. Um, so, we went off to the cinema. I'll talk about the film separately, but I want to talk about... Um, I want to talk about going to the cinema. So, I kept setting alarms on my watch... I kept like, oh, I'll set an alarm for, like, the first one I set was like 45 minutes. In 45 minutes, we need to be getting some lunch and getting out of it. 45 minutes came and went. I was like, in 15 minutes, we need to be getting lunch and getting out of it. 15 minutes came and went. It's that thing, it's difficult when everybody's enjoying themselves and everybody's having fun. It's difficult to say, let's go. So again, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes. Reached a point where I was like, we have got. 40 minutes to have lunch and get to the cinema, which is half an hour away. I'm like, look, I'm going to go and get the lunch. I'm going to bring the lunch back. You guys are going to eat. If we need to take it in the car, we can. We're going to go. Then there was a situation where I was like, uh, Ed, do you need a lift home? He was like, oh, I was going to do this, but I'm not going to now. So, you know, don't worry about giving me a lift. I was like, Ed... I would have to drive past your house to get to the cinema. Let's go. So, there was this thing. We were basically, like, screeching into the car park sideways. I was ejecting my eldest from the car and saying, go and find the people that we're supposed to meet. I'll sort these guys out. And as it was, we got there, and I was like... We're technically late because the start time was 25 past and we got there and pulling into the car park at 23 minutes past and we get to the, the desk where they do the tickets and things at 25 past. Technically, the film will have started. Now, you and I both know that after 20 to 25 to 30 minutes of adverts and trailers and God knows what else, turning up at 25 past is not actually that big a deal if you're just there to see the movie. But we weren't just there to see the movie. We were there to meet people. So we should have been there early. And we weren't. And I had this realisation. And it's something that keeps coming up. And keeps coming up. And keeps coming up. And it's hard to admit. But I'm starting to think I've got really bad time management. And I've always considered myself to be the guy that's early. I'm, I'm, I'm always early because I'll leave. If I need to be somewhere in 20 minutes, I'll leave half an hour to 40 minutes before I have to be there. Job done. No issues, no drama, no worries. 
But on the flip side, more and more and more and more and more recently, this thing keeps coming up. And I think the result is that I have bad time management. And this is a problem for me because I never realised that was the case. And I'm also not sure that it's always been the case. I've had this thing recently where I keep saying it's like, like my youngest daughter especially, I'm like, I don't want us to be late. Now, we're not we're not late. We're never late. We're, we get to places on time or early. So think about that. As a parent with a child, to turn up anywhere early is a feat in itself. That's not what I'm referring to, though. Because to turn up early, I will have shouted for an irrational reason. I will have hurried one or more of my children in a probably irrational way. And I will turn up sweating buckets because I've gone from a run to a shower to getting dressed, to putting shoes on, to getting a jacket, to getting a hat, to getting out the door, to getting in the car, to going, oh my God, why is it so warm when it says it's minus two and I'm pouring my sweat? That is what I'm talking about. Now then, two weeks ago, it backfired on me. Not in the way you would think. It backfired on me in the sense that having raced and done all those things I listed, run, and it wasn't even a run, it was a, a treadmill thing and a workout and a shower and a dog walk and blah, 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 blah. Me and my youngest daughter went somewhere and we got there and we were way too early. We were like 15 minutes too early. The lady that runs it was like, oh, I'm, I was I was doing stuff. I was doing some lesson preps and things like that. I didn't, kind of like a, I didn't expect anyone to turn up this early. I was like, yeah, I didn't want us to be late. And this is the result. We have pretty much never been late. But I was like, I just don't want us to be rushing out the door. I just don't want me to have to be like, oh my God, can we just... Uh, I don't want that anymore. I want us to just take our time and relax and just get there. And then it went completely the other way. So after that situation, I was like, well, now I've overcorrected. I've created too much. Now, we need to go back the other way. And then I think I've corrected too much the other way. Because, here's the other situation. Some would say we were technically late. And I'll admit that. I tried to do too much with too little. And ended up in that situation. Now, I will still maintain... We were on time for the film. But, yes, as I said, we were meeting people, so technically we were late. There. What made it worse was the people that we were supposed to be meeting 
were at a different cinema. For whatever reason that was. And all I could think was. If we'd have been early, early, early. Like 10, 15, 20, even 20 minutes early. We might have been able to do something about this. Now, if I'm honest, there wasn't anything I could have done about it because it would have involved a whole ticket change, a refund that takes 10 days, but you still need to buy the next tickets, and it would have cost me twice as much to go and see your film, and blah, 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 blah. And ultimately, none of this was my fault. But on the flip side, I always try and want to try and do the best for my children, so let's face it, I'd have still given it a bloody good go. But now I have to be the guy. Now I have to accept being the guy that's just realised that he's got bad time management. And it's not okay. I'm not I'm not happy with this. I'm not comfortable with this. I'm the guy that's always early. But I think what I'm looking at now is at what cost? At what expense? So this is now another thing that I have to start looking at and correcting and changing and making better. I was just about to say one last thing on running but it's not at all I've got another thing on running what another thing about running as I'm sure many of you know I don't run on a Sunday it's kind of a, a kind of a written in stone kind of thing I do not run on a Sunday Sunday is a true rest day from running. I do other stuff. I got out yesterday. Um, it was either the first or the second time I'd walked the dog or both. So it's Sunday. I'm there to walk the dog. And I saw, I saw someone running. And I was like, hey, look at them. They're getting after it. And I saw another person running very quickly after this. I was like, hey, there's another person running. I wonder how far they're going today. I saw another person. They were also running. I'm like, what is this, running Sunday? And I was like, oh, man, look at them. Out here, running, getting after it, getting it done, getting it in. All of those other phrases that you can say to say that that person is ultimately doing what I'm not. They're getting better while I'm getting worse. And it was the realisation that I've now become jealous of people running when I'm not. What is happening to me? What has gone wrong here? This morning, again tweaks and things needed to be put in place so that I can do the things that I'm trying to do so this morning I decided to get out in front of it I went I've got a great idea I will go to the toilet before I leave the house I went to the toilet before I left the house I had already got my running stuff out in a pile ready and also collected the stuff from downstairs that I needed to put on before going my shoes were where my shoes live my earphones were where my earphones live my gloves were where my gloves live 
everything was ready and in place. I just had to do the things I need to do. Now I will hold my hands up on this one. I'm just real sluggish at half five in the morning. Everything takes longer when I'm also trying to do it in the dark. And a whole host of excuses, which means I ended up leaving late. And it wasn't a little bit late, it was a lot late. And I didn't think anything of it. All I thought was, I'm going out the door now to run, wait for it, for nine miles. That was today's objective, to run for nine miles. So I'm out there, and I'm running, and I'm plodding along, doing my run. I'm like, why are all these people out and about at this time of day? Once you, once, like on the run that I'm doing at the moment, once you turn a certain corner, it's just people, and it's depressing. It's dark. There's a bajillion cars, and also a bajillion people out and about, people waiting for buses, people walking, other runners, and loads of cars at stupid o'clock in the morning. It's still dark. How depressing. I'm like, what are all these people doing here? You know, I presume people are going to work and all that. So I'm running. And I'm running. And I get a bit further. And uh, my phone alarm starts going off. I was like, ooh, what is going on here? Why is my alarm going off? Because I turned a load of my alarms off. Before leaving the house. The only way it can be an alarm is if it's 7 o'clock in the morning. And there's no way it can be 7 o'clock in the morning. Because I'm nowhere near where I should be if it's 7 o'clock in the morning. So obviously the alarm's going off. Take the phone out of my pocket. Turn the alarm off and I went, Shit. Because I was at the furthest point away from home. And it's seven o'clock in the morning. And I knew that I was nowhere near nowhere near where I needed to be. To be turning around and heading back. And immediately I went. I'm going to have to cut this short. Because at that point in time I had 45 minutes to get back now in hindsight if it was seven o'clock in the morning i must have run for 45 minutes to get there so that works but there was a problem because i was at the furthest point i wasn't at the furthest point for turning round. it's very hard to explain but ultimately i had to go down a road probably going to take me a couple of minutes to run and let's not forget when I say run I do mean shuffle so this put me behind so I set off home knowing full well that I had 45 minutes to to get home and I was nowhere near the distance I needed to be Um, as it was I got home I didn't even cover eight miles and I was livid I was so angry <laughs> not like not like the kind of angry where you're like oh my God, you know throwing things or whatever that kind of angry just 
internally was like all that time, all that effort, getting out of bed early, getting everything done early, getting everything set up early, for you to ultimately leave the house 15 minutes late and miss out on like an extra mile, mile and a bit, you muppet. But like I say, tweaks. Tweaks are needed. Tweaks are required. Um, final thing for the week. Strange thing to end on. But anyway. Uh, I weighed myself this morning. Uh, for the first time in God knows how long. In the first time for, for ages that I can remember. I put weight on. It was point, a 0.4 of a pound put on. Now then, I know where that 0.4 of a pound came from. It's called eating birthday cake the night before weighing. There's a reason for that. That's because I'm a fat git. Um, it was a terrible decision to eat birthday cake the night before weighing. But, and this is going to sound strange, so bear with me. There was part of me that needed to put weight on this week. Every year is the same. In December, December is often my biggest month for weight loss. Because everybody tells you that you're supposed to be putting weight on in December. So there's all this additional food and da 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 I'm very much kind of, I don't, I'm not going to do what you tell me kind of person. So I do the opposite. I try and lose as much weight as possible, knowing full well that Christmas Day, biggest meal of the year, and all of that. I do absolutely everything I can to lose weight in December. As we know from a few weeks back, I had the biggest weight loss in months the week between Christmas and New Year. It's a thing. Don't know, don't know why, don't know what, but it's a thing. But every year it's the same. Once I pass that threshold, once I get past that point in time and I have that achievement, psychologically I go, there, I did it. Now's my time to enjoy Christmas and New Year. So all the food that I didn't eat, that I abstained from and all those sorts of things, I substitute in the first couple of weeks of January with a load of other stuff. Psychologically, I go, oh, I can eat this because I didn't eat it in December. Oh, I can have another one of those because I didn't have anything in December. Oh, I can, you know, have an extra this or no. Oh, let's not worry worry too much about the calories when it comes to this. And the problem was that I was I wasn't putting any weight weight on, which then in, encouraged it. Oh, I lost weight this week, so maybe I can go even further. I knew that I needed to have a weight gain this week. Otherwise, we're in for a for a, a tough old time. So, 
in some ways, I was actually glad. Because once I saw that number, that wash, that wave of disappointment came in. And it's like a rebalancing. And it's hap- I think it's happened every year for as long as I can remember. Since I was about 17. It's always been the same. Apart from, you know, those years that I was real big. So yeah, stay tuned for next week when I put on more weight and can't work out why. That's the week as it is. Um, a few, a few little bits and bobs here for the for the entertainment stuff. Uh, watch the last episode of Pam and Tommy. Um, if I'm honest, didn't feel it needed the eighth episode. Uh, it was a bit of a filler episode, which you know you're kind of doing that. What the hell was the point? Could have very much been wrapped up in seven episodes. Um, it was fine. It was good. It was a very watchable show. Um, you know, easy watching. Um, characters were interesting, not exactly always likable, I will say that much. Um, but a good program, it was hard to watch in places. Um, I'll admit to that, but all in all, it was good. One thing I will say, one thing I do want to cover. The, the lady that played Pamela Anderson, Lily James, um, in a lot of ways better known for her role in Baby Driver, by the end of that programme, by the last few episodes of watching, I got to a point where I was like, I actually think she looks, sounds and acts more like Pamela Anderson than Pamela Anderson. I was like, she is that an example of great casting. Um I think I think for like Sebastian Stan, I think he probably did a really good job. And I think he probably portrayed Tommy Lee Jones very well. Not Tommy Lee Jones, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee Jones is, is, is an actor. Uh, Tommy Lee, I feel he portrayed him probably very well, but he was fucking annoying. So there was that. Makes it difficult to enjoy something when, you know, the actor's playing someone who's quite annoying. Um... Good show, good series, very watchable, like 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 easy watching kind of situation. So, if you haven't given it a go, maybe give it a try. Um, almost as we finished Pam and Tommy, they released the Chippendales TV series. That Welcome to Chippendales, um, which I've been listening to a podcast with the main actor Kumal Nagiani. Um, the that day, and I was like, "Hey, let's give this a try," which we did. We watched the first episode. Um, it was fine. It was great. It was all all good, all groovy, all gravy. A little bit darker than Pam and Tommy. Already by the end of the first episode, I was a bit like, "Oh, um." 
not 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 sure on this one not not that it was bad it was just dark so um i'm sure we'll go back to it we just haven't had the opportunity as of yet movie wise a couple of cheeky movies obviously like i said we've been to the cinema uh i'll get to that in a bit um watched uh, a new film an old film and a, uh, and a cinema movie new film i watched the banshees of inner sharon and as somebody said to me in the last week do you think that'd be your sort of film and i said to them are you are you crazy it was right up my street um nothing short of absolutely fantastic saw a trailer for this film a little while ago and i went that trailer and that film looks absolutely mental i have to see it uh colin farrell and brian gleason brendan gleason is it now i think it might be brendan oh let's have a look mdb uh, is that enough oh yeah it is enough uh full custom crew here we go colin farrell brendan gleason there you see i do know some stuff um the story is, is essentially that they are friends and then one day Brendan Gleeson's character decides he doesn't want to be friends with Colin Farrell's character anymore and it's just a, this thing of escalation what starts out as one guy going look I just don't want to be friends anymore and the other guy going why like I just don't turns into absolute carnage it's one of the darkest dark comedies you'll ever see and it's hilarious whilst also being not not funny at all another one that's got some real dark twists in there oh it it was so good it was so great it was it was fantastic but also a little bit haunting it so good such a good film if you've got disney one of those that it went on to disney like i think it only been at the cinema a short amount of time and then it was on disney plus and i'm like i wanted to see that and it's on disney i'm gonna watch it and i did and it was fantastic um, as you know, I've been working my way through the John Wick films, and I finished John Wick three. Very much like John Wick two, I enjoyed it a lot more watching it this time. I don't know if it's a case of watching them in order so close together, or or what. Um, I just found that I enjoyed it more this time. There there was something in it which I think I must have. There was a couple of things in it that I think I must have kind of missed the first time. So having that sort of reminder of those, I was like, oh, I never realised that the first time I watched it. Um, and there's a thing where they actually draw attention to the character being like 
old and slow. Which, weirdly, was my complaint the first time I watched it. Um, the fight scenes felt slow. So I'm not sure if that was, like, intentional. I don't know. All I know is I enjoyed it a lot more this time. I'm, I'm very much ready for the fourth one to see what that one brings. Um, we went to the cinema. I must have said that 50 times. I uh, went to the cinema to see the Matilda uh, musical. I believe it's called Matilda the Musical. Um, one of those, not exactly my cup of tea, but one of my daughters, desperate to see it, another one of my daughters would have very much liked to have seen it, and the other one, I don't know if she could have really cared less, however, enjoyed it a lot having seen it. Uh, we went, we sat, we watched it. Uh, it was very good. I was saying to my eldest, I was like, think about an, a, a hardcore musical, an actual genuine musical. They're very difficult to do because there's very little actual talking. A lot of the, the like storytelling is done through song, which must be incredibly difficult to do. Um, as a musical, the music was very good. I have non-stop been singing one of the songs from it in my head since we saw it. It's getting quite annoying now because it was two days ago. Um, a pet peeve of mine, I think I, I talked about this when I discussed Black Adam, is child actors, uh, especially when the child actor is not very good. Um, what I found with this heavily based in the child actor world not actually not actually that bad the the children were good some of them were really good so that's kind of a it's kind of a, a check mark for it as a film um is it emma thompson there's a lot of emmas so um matilda really Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical. Yeah, Emma Thompson, yeah. Um her in the in the in the makeup and the get up for uh Trunchbull. Oh man, I'm not doing well today. It is, isn't it? He says Yeah, Trunchbull. I should I should just commit to these things, because apparently I know. She was very good. Um, the the outfit and the makeup and all of that was very good. I know that they have um, they've sort of touted that one about. Um, all in all, great cinema experience. Um, even if we were at the wrong one. Um, finally, computer games. I can't think when it was. I'm not sure if it was earlier in the week. Um, I've been playing Marvel Midnight Suns, um, and this is this is not uh, a commentary on the game itself, um, but it would make me fall asleep. Now then, what do I mean by this? Like I said, it's not a commentary on the game. It's a commentary on me in the position I'm in at the moment trying to do a certain type of game two things don't go together overly well obviously I'm getting a limited amount of sleep 
some days it's in your four, four and a half, five hours, to then go and play a particular type of game at 11 o'clock at night, well, it's, it's surprising that I even make it that far. The realisation was I needed something different for now, for the time we're at now, I need something different. So I went back to our dear old friend, Need for Speed Unbound. And I learned some things about it. Between Googling around and trying stuff out whilst playing, I learned some stuff. What I learned was I've been playing it wrong. Shockers. And I'd also been trying to achieve more than I needed to. Uh, it, t- it tells you that you need like these four different classes of cars. And to do the first qualifier, you need a car of a particular level. And you need... Um, so much money. I thought I needed to do all of those for the first qualifier, and as it turned out, that wasn't the case. You just need a particular level car and some money. Um, when I was starting to get close to reaching that level, the car and the money, I also found a couple of interesting things online that talked about ways to... <sighs> Basically ways to not lose races. Um, And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Implementing these techniques has improved slash increased my ability to get further up in the placings, in the races. And I think even, I think yesterday, I actually won a couple of races, which is unheard of in this game. Um, I have now completed the first qualifier for this big race thing, and I don't want to jinx anything, but what I will say is this, I am enjoying it more than I was, which weirdly wasn't hard, but also was, because there was a point where I was really enjoying it, but wasn't getting anywhere, but I didn't realise that until it was too late. So, it's probably taken me a little bit too long to realise that I was doing it wrong. Um, And I'm not 100% sure I'm doing it right now. I'm just doing it a little bit better. Um, It's very interesting. They've kind of taken the the driving game genre and kind of tweaked it to make it... It's weird. I feel like it's like a little bit of a puzzle. It's... It's very strange, but it's very intriguing. As with most games, I will continue playing it until the game doesn't want me to play it anymore. Whether that's that I finish it or that it just gets crazy and difficult. We shall see, but rest assured, I will let you lovely people know what the crack is. So. That's the week. It was it was roller coaster ride for me. Hope it was roller coaster ride for you. And uh, yeah, that's it. I'll catch you next time. So there we go. What do you think to that? Another one gone. Another week gone. Another week to look forward to. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop reviews. Check out the website, thecookiecast.com. You can find social media links and an email button over there. That way you can get in touch with us. Tell us what's going on with you.
that's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. How awesome is that? So awesome. you got to like, share, and subscribe.